Oh, Dewey Beach is blowing up. 60% of the bartenders uh, have COVID. Uh, like half the wait staff at multiple restaurants have COVID. There's multiple mm-hmm. like four-person bands that the entire band has COVID from playing at certain places. Like in it's, the last week and a half, two weeks, they've just boom. Mm-hmm. It's it's unreal. Yeah, it's it, almost like the exact thing that we were that everyone was warning would happen if we reopened too early is happening. Imagine <laughs> that. It's like, like flattening the curve. It's like, well, it's going to look weird because it's going to look like we're overcompensating, and then we stop overcompensating, and look, everybody's getting sick again. Like, yeah. I, like I think yesterday was like the highest infection rate we've had since like mid March. Welcome to Brosé, the cheesiest. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everybody. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And on an audio feed reporting live, live from the garden, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> Hello, everybody. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know. Yeah, not much. Living. Not much. Just living the we're best back, we can. We're back, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're on video. Now, obviously, the listeners cannot see the video because it's an audio medium. That's simply how it works. But we got video working in addition to our, our podcasting platform. Yeah. So now we can see each other in our beautiful faces, which is going to make it really weird. And I'm not going to be able to scratch my balls nearly as much <laughs> yeah. uh, as I have during the last couple I, of weeks of show. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to have to remember to cover up the camera when I stand up because I'm not wearing pants, oh, yeah. uh, which is equally as awkward for the people who live in my house. Yeah, uh, no. yeah your No Pants Fridays have really taken a hit since you uh, you took in your, your roommates. Oh, trust me. It used to be No Pants as soon as I got in the house from work, and it's not anymore. This has been on uh, Rich's radar for a while now is that uh, his is the presence of other people in his house is severely cutting into his No Pants time. It, yeah, absolutely. I've been trying to, like edge them on to try to find a place to live every mm-hmm. day so that they like I can get my no pants time again. <laughs> my roommate's on board with the no pants thing as soon as I get home. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> well, your when did roommate... Trauma move in? When did Trauma move in with you? <laughs> uh, last week. We helped him move on Saturday. Arriba. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tra- uh, our friend of the show, James Troutman, uh, moved into a new condo last week, which is but, uh, phenomenal. That he, he owns now, right? He's not renting it. Yeah. Congratulations, he, Troutman. He owns not. the condo. Yeah, condo owner, Sean, uh, James Troutman. Yes. Yeah, it's lovely, man. It's great. Uh, how, how are you guys hanging in there? We're now on, uh, boy, what is it? It's it's June 26th, the day that we're recording this, so we've been in quarantine for over three months now. <laughs> uh, I, think it's, I think it's been about 69 weeks. One fiscal... <laughs> nice. Giggity. Uh, one fiscal quarter of quarantine. It's uh, only week 26 of the year. And let me tell you what, and I'll tell you what, returns are diminishing <laughs> on this quarantine. It's it's wild because I remember when the quarantine started the day after my job was like, okay, Sean, you specifically have to quarantine because we came in contact with somebody. And right. I was like, okay, so I'll be inside for like two weeks. I'll work from home, whatever. That's fine. Cut to three months later. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, cut to three months later. And now I'm like, Fuck! Now I have to sit here for another two weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Rich uh, is a, a, a slight a slight scare uh, as, a, as a member of his family has has uh, come into contact. A member of his family came into contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my 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 niece, uh, she's uh, two and a half. She was in daycare. Daycares in New Jersey mm-hmm. opened up about two weeks prior to our recording, two to three weeks. And uh, so she's in daycare, and somebody in her class tested positive. We ended up having had Father's Day dinner. Mm-hmm. So the entire family should be in quarantine right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keyword re- should be. <laughs> Shush. So not necessarily happening, but absolutely should be. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I go into that, I'll just rant for another 45 minutes. So. Yeah. And I, <laughs> honestly, like, listen, like it's, you know, this is a situation where you have to have empathy for everybody, but I honestly blame your niece for being out at that rally. In Michigan. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really what it was. It's, it's yeah. all because she, she went to that rally. She went to her mom and dad and she was like, yeah. I need to go protest. And they I, brought her, they actually brought her to stupid Florida. Now. They brought her to Florida is what it was. It wasn't Michigan. Not uh, completely, completely unnecessary travel to bring her down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Spring um, break, baby. <laughs> she's two and a half, Tim. Come on now. Spring. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, listen, if you know, uh, if you've listened to our show before, you know that the premise of our program is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life the universe and everything and we do it while enjoying a delicious crisp glass of rosé we're hitting like prime rosé season right now guys oh yeah it's the weather's warming up it's getting you know sunny you know it's, it's a little bit humid it's it this is all every bottle of rosé that we've had seems to be like it's perfect for the summer it's perfect <laughs> for the summer and we're about to test it definitely yes it is Listen, it's it's so warm right now i know it's balmy sean's out in his sunroom ready for uh Ready for some rosé and ready for some questions. If you if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, that's brosequestions at gmail.com and have your questions answered on the air the way that many of our fine listeners have. Um, now, now, before we get to the wines, guys, I, I want to address uh, something real quick here. So, look – we we touched on a lot of very serious subjects in our in our last episode of of Brose. Um and and look there's a lot of emotion that runs through it there's a lot of, you know just a lot of of heavy feelings that go into uh talking about the subjects that we did and so i, I wanted to quickly you know the, the four of us the listeners know we go back we listen to our episodes and and i wanted to address something that i said um on the last episode and offer a clarification i hope that you guys uh, will indulge me um when I talked about the perfect buffalo chicken bite, um, <laughs> I, like, I knew it was going to be fucking I say, stupid. I was I like, said, "Oh, it's coming." I know what it, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be fucking stupid. I saw Sean's face. Like I, I went one line too long, and Sean immediately went like, "Oh, this is going to be dumb." Uh, when I mentioned the buff, the perfect buffalo chicken bite, what I said was the perfect mix of of the dry ingredients was one cup of flour with one cup of cornstarch and your in your spices. Um, the, the appropriate after after really doing some truth. soul searching, it's blatantly not true. And doing some soul searching, it's one and a quarter cup of flour with three quarters of a cup of cornstarch, um, which allows for the ideal crispness. And additionally, if you want to put buffalo sauce on your on your on your nuggets, um, the additional flour uh, is better for you know it basically keeps it makes it easier for your flour and your breading to stay on the the wing as opposed to the cornstarch, which I find slides off very easily so uh again one and a quarter cups of flour and three quarters of a cup of cornstarch as opposed to the the simple it was listen 
It was an oversimplification of an admittedly challenging and thorny <laughs> issue. Um, and I, I just hope that you'll be able to look past that uh, and and accept my accept my sincerest apologies and, and know that I am listening, well, learning, and and you know trying to grow as a human. I'm I'm glad that you brought this up because I got so many emails to rosehr at notarealemailaccount.com and. I mean, they, to deactivate that email. <laughs> they, they, a reason we all, don't have they, they all trashed on those, on that wing recipe that you're given. So I'm glad yeah. you approached this. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, really glad you owned up, you owned up to it because a lot, I, mm-hmm. it, we were getting so many complaints about getting the shittiest of nugs and, uh, you know, <laughs> so I many people really tried it the next day. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, you'll, gorgeous. you'll see, you'll see the fake tears. You'll see. You'll see them, you know, I'm sorry if I offended you, some nonsense apologies, and I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you coming. You came in strong, and I mean, I respect the hell out of you. I, I also owe you specifically an apology, Sean, for something that I corrected you on that was wrong about six weeks ago. Um, when we were discussing that, I, I, it just occurred to me this morning when I was re-listening to the show. Um, uh, the podcast Science Versus, I think I corrected you weeks ago and said that Wendy Zuckerman, the host, was from New Zealand and not Australia, like you said. I was wrong. She is from Australia, uh, not from New Zealand. But I, So I regret that, but I do not regret uh, getting to use the word Kiwi on the air, which is a non-derogatory term that's fun as hell to say. <laughs> uh, that's all. Uh, and also, we've ended our sponsorship with Aunt Jemima, which always seemed kind of weird in the first place. Yes. Um, uh, let's move on to our drinks. Uh, Rich, uh, you've got a, a fine bottle in hand. What are yes. you drinking tonight? I am drinking Old York Cellars Raspberry Blush. I'll show it Ooh. to you guys. It's got cool. a nice bottle. It's a really like kind of orangey pinkish color. And I'm generally not a fan of raspberry flavoring, but this is really good. Okay. I like it. Strong raspberry. I'm sure we've had raspberry before, but I, I'm not recalling one that was specifically like a raspberry rosé. I'm not. I'm not sure. We've been going on for a year and a half now. It's too hard to track. <laughs> Every time I find one that has raspberry notes, I never taste the raspberry. So, hmm. It's odd. I'm not very good with with uh, a lot of like you know strawberry, raspberry, cherry fruits. Like I was the guy who like popped in like a raspberry, cherry, or like strawberry like Jolly Rancher as a kid, and I'd be like, it's the same shit. It tastes like red. <laughs> so it tastes like red. Yeah. Uh, now, Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, A to Z Wineworks, uh, A to Z Oregon Rosé Wine 2018. It's fun, tasty, irresistible, like Oregon summer in a bottle, even brightens rainy days. And I was, so I was drinking and I'm like, this really tastes like something. I didn't know what it was. And then Richie said raspberries. And I'm like, oh, it tastes like raspberries. <laughs> it is like, it is. so, so yeah, so we got very raspberry forward wines. It's, and it's fine. I would, I mean, I'd recommend it. It's good. It was like mm-hmm. 10 bucks or something. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Mr. Hansen, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking, and why am I Mr. Pink? So I just ah. saw, like, I was looking at the the, the rack full of rosés. I was like, I've had that. I've had that. Matt's had that. Sean had that. <laughs> and then I saw this. I was like, oh, that's a great line. I love it. This wine's <laughs> probably going to be terrible, but I like the name. Uh, that's Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Got to rewatch that. It's been too long. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely doesn't have raspberry notes, but <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. it's very dry, and I'm not a huge fan. But it could be worse. 
<laughs> Always could be worse. Hey, yeah, I, it could be waivers. We, we need to start Wait, having uh, special episode video episodes of Tim's wine reviews, mm-hmm. and just like we need when we get a Patreon and we get a lot of money each month, yeah. we'll buy him <laughs> the fanciest bottles and get those Tim wine reviews. Tim, what's yeah. it taste like? Um, wine? <laughs> I don't know how much people are going to be willing to pay for a show that's essentially just going to be called Eh by Tim Hansen. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. I only did that it's... once. <laughs> I, like, I appreciate the fact that this wine was put in a glass bottle. <laughs> so, and I actually I'm drinking. Put it in a glass this week. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Yeah, very fancy. I'm drinking one of my favorite rosés. Maker's Mark Private Select. You know why? Because this is the first week of my birthday celebration. Hell yeah! Happy birthday! This episode releases on uh, June the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, My birthday is about a week and a half after that. Uh, So this session rolls through my birthday. So I'm drinking Maker's Mark Private Select bourbon. Uh, It was provided to me uh, as a gift by my mother. Uh, Shout out to to Mama Kaz. Um, This is a Maker's Mark Vintage Winter 2018 uh, when this was bottled, it is uh, for those of you who who don't know, Maker's Mark makes a a couple of of uh, batches that are are sold exclusively at the distillery in Kentucky, in Loretto, Kentucky, and uh, this is a a hundred and twelve point two proof bottle of uh, <laughs> bourbon. Nice uh, is a barrel finished with oak staves. Now the original private select. Uh, bottle of rosé. They, they just, there's two Maker's Marks that you might be familiar with. There's Maker's 46 and Maker's, um, uh, I think, Cask Strength. And uh, basically the Cask Strength was like a little bit of extra punch to it. It had been uh, in, in the barrel for longer. And Maker's 46 had the vanilla staves in it. And the, the Private Select is both of those. It has both the, oh. the vanilla staves and the Cask Strength. Uh, this one specifically, uh, they've started making a couple different variations. This one has seared French cuvee. Maker's 46, roasted French mocha, and toasted French spice. Ah, it's very, very good. Uh, I, love, I love Maker's uh, Private Select. They have a couple different variations, but in general, uh, the Private Select is my favorite uh, bourbon. And uh, the fact that you can only get it there is a real pain in the ass, but I, I have an in because I have, uh, I have a, my, my mother lives like three hours away from the distillery. So. Can I just start Venmoing your mom to bring an extra bottle? Dude, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 I guarantee you she'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, so I'll be enjoying that for the evening. Um, all right. So we got questions. Sean, you have the questions, correct? I do have the questions. That is correct. <laughs> Excellent. And if you want to email them, of course, email them to brosequestions at gmail.com if you want them answered on the air. What was that um, email again? That was brosequestions at gmail.com, Rich. I appreciate you uh, you uh, re- re- asking for the clarification there. <laughs> sometimes it's hard for people to remember brosequestions at gmail.com. Yeah. I always forget yeah. brosequestions at gmail.com. But you certainly I'm do. I'm glad that you've said it so many times. So now I will yeah. remember. Absolutely. Remember so, what you need. Sometimes I think it's brosequestions at gmail.com, but then I remember that it's brosequestions at gmail.com. Indeed. Ah. At, at com. C yeah. is in cat. O is in orangutan. Uh, M is in mochaccino. Mm-hmm. 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 Sean, what's our first question? <laughs> our first question is, what was the last movie you watched, and how was it? Oh. Oh. Uh, the first, the last movie I watched was Knives Out. Uh, which oh, was I heard the that second was so good. It is a great movie. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get Mary to watch it with me. I think that's our oh next my God. movie. It's phenomenal. It's the second time we watched it. We, we saw it and, uh, at Thanksgiving, 
And uh, it was one of those movies. So the way that we described it, I went to see it with my wife, uh, my mother, and my brother. And it was on Thanksgiving Day we went to see it. So we, we started a recent tradition where we go to see a movie with my mom on Thanksgiving. And uh, the way my wife described it was, quote, it was in the middle of the day, and she described it as, I thought I was going to be able to, like, take a nap during this movie, but it ended up being good. So, I, I <laughs> so now I, I wasn't able to take a nap during it. It was, it was an excellent movie. So that was the last one we saw was uh, we were just flipping through uh, two weeks ago looking to say, hey, this is watch something. We, we, fight, we had a little bit of time together. And uh, I was like, hey, screw it. Knives Out is on Amazon Prime. So we <laughs> went ahead and watched Knives Out, and it was phenomenal. I love yeah, it. Yeah, nice. I heard it was good. Nice. Yeah. What about you guys? I watched um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm. So I have mm-hmm. HBO Max, which has all the Studio Ghibli movies on it. And so I've been trying to make my way through some of the movies I'd never seen before. And that ended up being one of them. And it's a very sweet quaint like wholesome movie uh about a it's it's in this world where um witches are the norm and this girl when you turn 13 uh the first full moon after you turn 13 you have to fly off and learn to be a witch and so she (laughs) flies off and her only magical power she has is flying on a broom so she decides to start her own delivery service and it's just it's so wholesome and cute and i like it nice excellent had you seen it before? Uh, I didn't quite catch that. No, I that was the first time I had watched it. It's there's okay. there's a bunch of Ghibli movies I'd never seen, and it's a it's a travesty that I'd never seen them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also recently found out that they have a bunch of the original Godzilla movies on there, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of movies I need to watch over the next couple of weeks. How about uh? How about you, Tim? Have you what, what's the last movie that you've seen? Uh, I had to think about it because. For the most part, the last couple weeks, Martha and I have just been picking shows and binge-watching the fuck out of them. Uh, But I think while I was cleaning and cooking the other day, I watched Priest, which is like circa 2007. But it's kind of, it's borderline post-apocalyptic man versus vampires. uh, And the church saves everybody by building these giant cities that the vampires can't penetrate. And the priests are more or less like superhuman soldiers that the church curates and uses them to defeat the vampires. But psych, not all the vampires are dead. Uh, and it goes from there. But the <laughs> vampires are more like ghouls than what you typically imagine as vampires. So it's almost like it's a completely different species rather than like a virus or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, it, it's it's Okay. I'm pretty sure it was an adaptation from a graphic novel back when that was like a big thing. I feel like it was a year or two after 300 came out. So is it like live action or is it like CGI ish? Like 300 is now it's, it's it's live action. A lot of like slow-mo, like dodging of like flying cross blades and stuff like that. (laughs) So like it was six years after or six or seven years after bullet time was a thing, but it was still like, Oh my God, bullet time. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Hell yeah, bullet time. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. I just looked it up. It was a 2011 movie, and uh, I vaguely remember trailers for this, and I had no interest in watching it back then. The trailers looked awesome. The movie is not that. <laughs> Sounds like a 2011 action movie. <laughs> yes. Yep. Mm. Sean, what's the last movie you watched? The last movie that I watched is called Come to Daddy, and it was a movie with Elijah Wood. And it was about, so he's just like, uh, 
spoiled kid, I mean, spoiled 30-year-old who goes okay. to uh, visit his estranged dad. Like, he hadn't seen his dad in a long time. He goes to see him. And it is just one of those movies where, like, it's very much of now in that the dialogue is very bizarre and, like, stilted and not how real people talk. It's just, you know, like, Napoleon Dynamite kind of started it, and then it kind oh. of has it has maintained. But it's not, it's not, and they've gotten better at it. But it's just like, it's like how you can tell a play is a play and you're kind of like constantly reminded that it's like, it's like, this isn't how people talk, but it's not super off-putting, but it's like, and there's a lot of like twists and stuff. It's a very good movie that I'm not selling, but it's just basically (laughs) like, you're like, the whole time, it's one of those movies where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it just, but in a good way, where you're like, you're just constantly blindsided by these weird things happening. It's very good. So what is going on in this movie then? Uh, well, this guy goes to see his estranged dad, but honestly, it's, I, I cannot say anything more than that because it would just be, it would ruin it. It's one of those movies that you have to experience because such weird shit happens. You know what I mean? I was checking a text message. What movie is this? It's called Come to Daddy. It's Elijah Wood and a bunch of other people who you like know, but don't really. Yes. Okay. I didn't watch it, but I remember the trailers for it. It's very good. I would definitely recommend it. Uh... But yeah, but if I if I were to explain it further, then it's a rich guy. Elijah Wood's great in it, and uh, he's going to see his dad that he hasn't seen in a long time, and his dad's kind of an asshole. Like it would ruin the movie because it's you have to be like going kind of with a blank slate to get at, to get stuff out of it. That's huh? kind of like trying to describe uh, the cabin in the woods to somebody who hasn't exactly. Seen it. Like you have to you have to just let go in with a blank slate, and then you'll enjoy it a lot more. Because if you know what's going to happen, it's like okay, I get it. Yeah. It's a movie with no rewatch value. Yeah. Has <laughs> uh watched anything else lately? Played anything else? TV, movies, games, anything? Uh, I'm I'm in the middle of playing one of the heaviest games I've ever had to play in my life, The Last of Us Two. I want to play that so bad. It is. I've heard good things. It is so good. I'll wait till it's twenty dollars. Yeah. It, it's really good, but it is so heavy that, like, I bought it on Monday before I found out about the whole. Uh, COVID in my family issue <laughs> to where had I not if I had known about that first I would not have bought it because it's yeah, it, that it strikes me as like it strikes me as a game that might not be suited for it's, it's like boy there's so much disaster in the world and it's like oh let's watch this, this post-apocalyptic <laughs> nightmare of a game yeah mm-hmm. but but it also it's like a nice like escape and and it really takes you in that like I do forget about everything when I'm playing this game, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's just it. There's a lot of heavy scenarios throughout it. I, mm-hmm. I love that with with the depth of the narrative that's been written and what little I know about it. That the video game community isn't even is barely concerned with the quality of the game or the storyline, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Fuck this agenda!" And 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 it's just like reminds me of why the video game community is just so toxic is it they feel like everything is being shoved down their throat and it's like but is it because all of these things were set up in the previous game and if anything it's just like cool you guys are a bunch of bigots go fuck yourself exactly yeah well yeah and it's just yeah it's very annoying sometimes other stories need to get told too it's not an agenda. It's just like it's not an agenda. People exist. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, straight white guys aren't the only flavor of story so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's <laughs> obnoxious 
Yeah. It's, it's weird because I dropped out of like new games for a while. Like the only new games I play were basically like Madden for, for a mm-hmm. few years. And then the last couple of years, I've, I've sort of been like picked that back up as a hobby. And uh, and it was weird because I listened to a podcast where they were talking about Bioshock and they mentioned like in Bioshock 2, there was like a very uh, strong sense of like a like a sociopolitical agenda and a very like libertarian leaning um, like story and i was just, and my first thought was like i'm sorry, this is a video game correct like this is like yeah. this is bioshock like, 2 or bioshock infinite uh probably yeah, infinite probably infinite and i don't remember bioshock no, 2 was when you were just the the big, uh, daddy. big daddy infinite yeah, is so, when like you were in the in uh in the sky i still haven't played any of them politically I, charged they are very good yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that I've heard the first one is excellent um and I and I've been mean it's, on, it's been on my to-do list for a while but it was just like a weird like like uh, I've, I've seen people play the last of us like I, I played the last of us with a friend of ours uh a friend of the show David Bennett guest of the show David Bennett mm-hmm. I played with him a couple years mm-hmm. ago and it was just like boy this is just like it, it blew my mind uh yeah. how, how mm-hmm. cinematic it was and and just the the messages it was conveying it was just <clears throat> anyway yeah um just come a long way it's come a long way it has I, um, I just got annoyed with it because the last hour of gameplay, it's like, yes, I already understand what's going to happen. This is predictable as fuck. Can I just be done? <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm the only person I know that was not a humongous fan of the game. It was good. Mm-hmm. It's just the end sucked, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my tea. <laughs> <laughs> the tea on uh, The Last of Us. That's valid, man. Your tea uh, is valid. Sean, what's our next question? Uh... God damn it. <laughs> Remember, you have the question. I do, but I was look I had to look up what that Elijah Wood movie was called. I knew it had so dad you needed in the, the title. For, the forgot password link is typically the second one down on the main screen. <laughs> well, I, so I have the second question is a BuzzFeed quiz. And okay. so, do you think that we should take it separately or we should take it as a group? Uh, and the quiz is, is the quiz is everyone has a muppet that matches their personality. Here's oh, yours. Man. Fucking right, I want I, to take this separately. I think okay. we should all take it separately. Yeah, okay, let's take okay. it separately. Okay, so what is this quiz, Sean? Uh, let me share it with the group. Okay, so uh, so of course, <laughs> long-time listeners of the Brose podcast will remember that one of our most infamous questions was uh, was what Muppet we'd uh, put on our back if we had to get a Muppet back tattoo. And it eventually devolved into one of the more controversial uh, portions of our show that I still think is hilarious, even if it does <laughs> speak to our character. Um, I think I found the quiz, though, Sean. Just, it's, as you said, everyone has a Muppet that matches their personality. Here's yours. And the first question yeah. is pick a pattern. Well, the fir- it says to put your name in. That was what I got. There's but a yeah. party. <laughs> we all take this together. Oh. oh. It's a, it's a please to wait for friends. mom to start the party. Oh my goodness! Okay, and then uh, we see everyone's. Why is is Sean a pug? I Sean's a pug. pug. Why am I a cat? I'm going to die. I'm a cat as well. Did all you right. share this with our Facebook group, Sean? I did. Okay, all right. So I'll check that out. So, so if you're interested in doing this at home, it's on BuzzFeed. If you just literally, I just googled Muppet personality test BuzzFeed, um, and uh, that, that's about the, the closest thing I can get to it. It was published on March 12, twenty eighteen. Um, so we're all going to go in on this and answer our own uh, our own way and see what Muppet we come up with. It's a quiz um, party. Okay, it's a quiz party, which I didn't know was a thing. I am also my, my why is Sean is... the only dog? This is bullshit. <laughs> Good I, look out of here. <laughs> I think I have to tell Mary to start the quiz because otherwise we won't be able to take it. Hold on. Ay, Dios mio. Okay, so we're going to start the quiz. Wait, please wait for nah. mom to start the party. 
Ma'am. So, uh, so we could cut this out of the show, but uh, you know, what? let's vamp for a little bit. We'll see uh, how it goes. Vamp, 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 vamp. Yeah, this is, is a perfect. Per- yes, that's that, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> yeah ad libbing where where I ask Vince a question and he goes, "Why are you asking me that?" And so, then the podcast dies in its so, in its tracks. Ad libbing, as in like I need a noun. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, ad libbing. So, okay, so give me a noun. Nut. Mm-hmm. Nut. Oh, that's a good one. I don't have a sentence for it. I'm just saying, not a good now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rich. So, Tim, you mentioned uh, The Last of Us was not really your cup of tea. Uh, are, are there any games that you've been playing lately? Uh, no, I have a, I have like at least ten games I can think of off the top of my head that I haven't even opened. I just, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to motivate myself to play a game. So I usually just put on YouTube, and it just goes between random fucking videos. Uh, yeah. I get but we've that. Just, was... We've been watching Westworld lately. We're almost done. Oh, yeah? We've been doing that the last couple of weeks, and it's really cool to, like, for Martha and I, bounce ideas off of each other where we think it's going to go, and if one of us is, like, kind of right or, or stuff like that. So, like, first season, I had a bunch of stuff. Second season, she had a couple things. I had a couple things. And then this season, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but she she like said something in the beginning and I was like nah I feel like that'd be cheesy and then she was right and, but it wasn't cheesy it was executed just so well yeah I've been mm-hmm. I've been meaning to watch that I had uh my my roommate of two weeks that I had two three years ago he got me into watching the first episode and then every time I try to sit down to watch it I get a bad taste in my mouth because it reminds me of him and I'm like shit this is a good show I need to just get past that and watch it. The the yeah. one thing I will say is the first season, if they had just finished it at the first season, would have been perfect. And then the second season like starts out super weak and just like you you should have stopped at season one. And it does get better, but it also finishes as if like if they didn't have a third season, it could have still been a self contained story that was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it, third season is the it, it it's a season. <laughs> The season. It what about you, Matt? What you've been playing? <laughs> uh, well, so as far as playing, I, I typically pick up like one-off games. So I like I'm sort of between games right now. So I'll basically just pick up like a random fighting game and play it for five minutes, like uh, like King of Fighters or I, I, I have a Blaze Blue Cross Battle, Cross Tag Battle uh, that I play occasionally. Jenna and I recently uh, last weekend uh, binged watched the the new Watchmen that came out like six ish month ago. Um, uh, about that on yeah. HBO. Yeah. yeah, the HBO one because it was it was free for uh, I guess it was for for Juneteenth weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was because it was a heavy racial bent in this this edition of Watchmen, and uh, it was really good. Uh, and Regina uh, Regina King is is excellent uh, as was oh, it Sister Crap uh, sister, sister, sister Midnight Sister Night uh, Sister Night I think um, I, I don't I, I'm not really familiar with Watchmen lore. I watched the first four fan. episodes. It, it's yeah. it's like an extended story, so it's not like it's based on characters from the original Watchmen. Like it's way later, so yeah. it's not yeah. Like the, the only reference to Rorschach is like all of the the, the main. So brief for main anybody villains. who hasn't seen it, the main villains in this uh, in this version this of Watchmen universe are is KKK. Yeah, it's just basically a white supremacist group, um, but with funky like supernatural uh, bent to it. Um, and all of them, their identifying features that they wear the Rorschach mask or the Rorschach mask. So, uh, so that's like the only reference to Rorschach in the whole thing. But it was really good, and the fact that Jeremy Irons uh, is in it uh, really did yeah. it for me. It's just like, yes, give me. I love my my 
and everything else be damned. My favorite type of actor is like the super, like the old over theatrical white guy. Uh, <laughs> he's like one of my favorite archetypes in these, in these, uh, like the, the guy who played the CEO of evil corp and Mr. Robot is one of my favorites. Um, the guy who played, uh, Ferdinand, the, uh, the murderer in, uh, or the, the assassin in orphan black, like these over the overly theatrical guys. Like I just, I, I love those, those actors. And so getting Jeremy Irons in there to play, uh, play, uh, the, the, I can't remember the name of the character. Even. Uh, so but he was, he was isn't he? awesome. What's that? Oh, wait, no, I didn't get that far. He, but yeah, I love his character. And it was just yeah, like, yeah. I think I know who he is and yeah. a lot of it makes sense, but it's not confirmed where I was at in the show. No, and, it, and my favorite part of it is he gets to spit off lines like the hunt is afoot, and oh, it yeah. makes sense. In this, like I just love it. I love it. Um, all right, so let's get back on track. Uh, we may or may not use that, that, that <laughs> last five minutes link, of man. audio. We may or may not use that. I was just trying to keep going. Uh, uh, so Sean, I sent you a new link, so just click on that, and then right. I can start it. Now right. Sean's a sloth, mm-hmm. and I'm still a fucking cat. I'm still a cat. All right, let's go. Right. Bingo, bango. Three, two, one. Bingo, bango. All right, so we got to... You're not the ass, are you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clearly, you guys haven't watched Solar Opposites. Uh, I have, but I forget that. What image Matt just pick? left the party. Pick a uh, pattern. Oh, oh damn it, t- No, because I had two links open, and I clicked the wrong one. Okay, oh, he joined you again. All right. All right, here we He's go. Back. So we picked a pattern. Uh, so there's uh, six patterns here. We won't go into crazy detail. This is an audio medium, but I'm going to pick the stained glass one. Oh, that's uh, a good I one. I picked the one of black and white gradient dots. Uh, I picked the circle one with all the two. It's like two different color circles. I picked the orange one that's like a starburst. Ooh. Ooh. I all right, picked the next smart. one. What, what word what? describes your best quality? Creative, smart, funny, stylish, cool. We're honest. Oh, we have to answer this for each other, I think. Oh, wait. What do you mean? Oh, wait, we right? answer this for ourselves. Yeah, I know. Okay, so what do I think? Hmm. hmm. Yeah. What, what What do you think your best quality is? Uh, I have low self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Brose Podcast. We have so, low self-esteem. So, Sean, yours is, so Sean says creative. Uh, what is Tim? <laughs> uh, I pick, I pick Smirt. Smirt. I'm smeared. I'm, I'll I'm go like funny. A, Why the hell not? I'm probably. I'm gonna click honest. Uh, honest. Uh, honest. Uh, all right. What word describes your biggest <laughs> flaw? I think we're all picking awkward. <laughs> How do you know where my thumb was? I'm. I'm going to pick corny. Actually, mm. I'm gonna go aloof. I'm gonna go impatient. <laughs> I, I was also gonna go impatient. Oh, right, pick a so, drink. There's six by the bossy, Cake awkward, off. flaky, impatient, aloof, and corny were the selections. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pick a drink. Root beer, whiskey, tea, champagne, chocolate milk, or martini. Martini. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> One of these things is a uh, chocolate milk. If uh, I had and, and honestly, if I had to pick out of these six, it would be a chocolate milk. That's I mean, you gotta pick what you gotta pick. I'm gonna pick a tea because I think that's the one I want the most most of the time. I'm literally drinking a whiskey as we speak, so <laughs> it would be I'd be remiss if I didn't pick whiskey. I also picked whiskey because I wanted to be the ornery one who drinks scotch every week. Yeah, t- oh. Tim was out on brosé before we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking wine. Do we have to pick a snack? Uh, brownies, pretzels, cookies, macaroons, 
uh, popcorn and avocado toast. Macarons. Now, is... Macarons and macaroons are not the same thing. What's the difference? I don't know. I just know they're not the same thing. <laughs> just being a pain in the ass about it is what you're doing. Everyone calls macarons macaroons, and people who like make them are just like, ah! mm-hmm. <laughs> I think macarons are a cookie, and macaroons is a race in the F1 series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking brownies. Toast browns. I'm going to go cookies. Uh, I'm going to go with pretzels because right now I want something salty. <laughs> Let's say pretzels is my second pick. Mm-hmm. If you were a celebrity, what would you be famous for? Acting, directing, music, social media, game show hosting, or I don't want to be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Acting, directing, music, social media, game show hosting, or I'm a liar. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with game show hosting. I am also going with game show hosting. That seems the most fun. Yeah. I'm going to go music. I'm going to go directing. Directing, okay. Yeah. All right. And now pick a TV show. We have Black Mirror, 30 Rock, The Crown, Mad Men, uh, Friends, or RuPaul's Drag Race. 30 Rock, I think. I say, yeah, I, I'm also going 30. I know 30 Rock was in some hot water for some older episodes this week. I My memories of that show is it's mm-hmm. genuinely hilarious. Yeah, uh, I'm doing the in, same In my thing. opinion, so I will go 30 Rock. I've only seen two of the shows on this list, Black Mirror and Friends, and Friends sucks, so it's going to be Black Mirror. <laughs> it's a bit You're going to wind up with like a real fucked up Muppet, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Black Mirror is a great show. It is. Oh, it's it's it fantastic. Is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice job, Matt. Please wait for the other players to finish. <laughs> nice job, Sean. Yay! I got <laughs> <laughs> Me and Matt Janice. got the same thing. Who the fuck is Janice? Janice, Janice is one is of uh, the electric the band, band right? Yeah. All right, so I got Janice. Tim also got Janice. Uh, Rich. Waka Waka. Rich got Fozzie Bear. Bear. And Sean. You got Kermit. Kermit Kermit's Kermit game, bro. Now, Tim, uh, you and I got, uh, so we got Janice, uh, one of the band members of, of uh, Mr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Uh, you are a free spirit and a wise soul. You've seen and done a lot, and you have learned something special from every experience. You have learned a, uh, you have a lot of creative passion, and that shines through in everything you do. You give great advice and even better back rubs. I do give you clutch always, back rubs. You always have an open mind and an open heart. And because of that, you have an incredibly eclectic and loving group of friends who would do anything for you. Uh, what I'm reading is that Tim and I uh, picked two weird uh, of a set of answers, and, they, that, and Janice is like the fallback. They're just like, we don't know what the fuck you are. Here's yeah. a side note. <laughs> uh, Rich, uh, you got Fozzie Bear, a kind <laughs> soul and a great friend. You always have a word of encouragement for anyone who's feeling a little down, and you love to make people smile. You also, you're also you also braver and stronger than most people give you credit for, and you're willing to stand in front of a truck when they cut in front of line at Firefly. Um, <laughs> very, very specific sentence. You are not afraid to go out of your own comfort zone and try something new, and you push others to live their best lives, too. Waka waka. Live your best life. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you're Kermit, and for whatever reason, it's formatting yours weird, so I can't read the whole thing. Uh, like, I click on the link, and it's going away. So you're a true leader and a unwaveringly no, no, loyal friend. Your friends and family know blah, blah, blah on you, and you are often the glue that holds everyone together. On top of all that, you are incredibly intelligent and creative. And creative. powerful combination. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ba-boom. Hell yeah. So I am surprised I got Fuzzy Bear. Fuzzy, waka waka. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad pick. Fuzzy's yeah. one of oh, the no. core yeah. members. I'm, I'm happy about that. I love Fuzzy Bear. At least I you didn't get like a D lister like me and Tim did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
Janice? You Fucking know, side character. I, I would, I would have been happy to get um, uh, Sweetums. I would have been happy mm-hmm. to get him. Yeah, Sweetums, but Sweetums is awesome. <laughs> is it, Sweetums is like the the the, the really highly regarded uh, C-list character. No, yeah. like, no one mm-hmm. even knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> like if you told me Janice, I, I it would have taken me forty guesses to get to Janice. Uh, if you showed me like a lineup of Muppets and just said one of these is Janice, I probably I would have picked like Rolf twice. Like it would have been it would have been an absolute calamity of me trying to figure out which one of them they were. All right. So anyway, yeah. So so see what you get. Uh, you search for the BuzzFeed quiz uh, for Muppet personality, and it's called yeah. Everyone Has a Muppet That Matches Their Personality. Here's yours. And uh, shout out to uh, to everyone because we love you, <laughs> except for Janice. Except for Janice, you piece of shit. Uh, Sean, what is our next question? Do you, do you know what time it is? <laughs> it's roadshow time! It's roadshow time! <laughs> All right, it's so... Roadshow. Touchdown! What's our, Everyone what's our, uh, has to open addendum one. Describe the photo to the listeners. Each bro needs to determine, one, what they think mm. the name of the object is, two, what the use mm-hmm. is, and three, its appraisal value. All right, so Rich, when you looked at this 90 minutes ago, what was your first impression of the photo? <laughs> what makes you think I opened it 90 minutes ago? Huh? I don't know, just a hunch. Uh, I haven't, and I just opened it now. And this is, uh, like, a, 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 with a chest, um, mm-hmm. like, like that you put on the chest. floor, not, not something on the body. Um. Rich, you opened the wrong email. We were, oh. we were looking for the Antiques Roadshow email. Well, that's what I said. It's a chest on the floor, not on. Anyway, what's your chest? Uh, it, it is. It's it's an old wooden chest. It's uh, uh, painted black with some uh, like floral patterns on it. It looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say something weird, but that I know to be true. And that box looks like it's. It, that box smells really good. Yeah, yeah. you know, I agree. Like it smells like it's been around. <laughs> yeah, the, the wood in that box probably smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. The the dark paint is weathered on it. Um, it's not like fully evenly coated. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks like the the kind of thing you'd see in like your grandparents' basement. That like, you know, but, once they have grandkids, they they turn that into like the thing you stuff your toys into. Or yeah, yeah, there there were blankets in it, but now there's toys. Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, floral pattern has like vases, and uh, one has a goblet or a, a cup in it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting. And it's pretty big too. Yeah. Uh, probably stands like if you have it open, it looks like probably about four foot tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like from floor to the uh, having it closed, probably about two two and a half feet. So, what do we think the significance of this item is? Uh, it's a I hope guess what chest. it is and what the significance is. It's a hope chest, and I would say it's I don't know, probably somebody fame, some like famous furniture maker made it. it it's, it's definitely been beat to f from yeah. moving a lot. It looks like the one middle panel is slightly damaged, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of wear on the paint around the bottom from being moved. Yeah, well, it looks times. it looks well used, but also well made because it still exists. Oh, absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just, I couldn't begin to tell you what. You I know, think. Like, why I think this it, is different mothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I think it is, like, an old, like, chest, but of no significant importance. Like. Importance? Importance. Uh, importance. 
So it's just, it is an old chest that this person had in their family forever. Not really made by anybody special, but still something kind of old that they brought. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say less than $200. You're gonna say it's a fake Woo! one. Oh, boy. So it's just, you, you know, you're, and just you're going some... 200 based on just that it looks like it's well made. So it's like, it's worth $200, but it's yeah. not anything oh, that, special. Yeah, even if yeah. it's not special, that's way low ball. I was gonna say, on, on those grounds, I would agree that even, but, but I would agree that even if it is just a well made, you know, hope hope chest, and it's has lasted that long. I, I think something like this is worth more than two hundred, just as a functional item. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm also thinking about the uh, restoration process that may have to be brought into it, and people might not want to <laughs> people might not want to actually buy Hold it. On, for first full of all, price. no, you no, you weren't. No, you were not <laughs> sure. Okay. I, look, have you well, guys the watched insurance costs? And you know, you got to pay the appraisal fees. <laughs> Plus, I gotta ship it home from wherever the fuck this is. <laughs> okay, so two hundred dollars, Rich. <laughs> well, minus the fifteen dollars you have to pay to register it at auction, you know, and the the five dollars in gas and twenty dollars in total auction fees and 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 everything like that. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm. There's got to be a. I, my blind faith tells me that there's something else behind this. I'm gonna say this is like a 200 year old item like this could be like 1800s yeah. uh you know early 1800s uh era chest i'm gonna say this is worth a thousand bucks i couldn't tell you what the significant the specific yeah. significance is but i think it's like a 200 year old item or so mm-hmm. i agree i think it's something that came over from europe i think it's worth five thousand dollars how about oh. you tim fuck that makes it harder for me to figure out what number to do uh <laughs> i agree with sean i think it's a hope chest I was trying to think of what the term was, and as soon as he said it, I was like, that's the word I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. It does look like it's easy, 200 plus. Uh, the painting style, the flowers, just it, it comes across older. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly Eastern European, but th- that might just be me pulling that out of my ass. Uh, I'm going to go with 3-5. Okay. Okay. Splitting the difference. All right. Um, so, so, <laughs> so if you open addendum of the answer key, I was laughing see... in the middle of Tim's answer. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. You'll see Did Wendell. You already open it, you a hole. No, you'll see, no. You'll see Wendell, who is the appraiser. And let me tell you, Mary, when she was <laughs> when she was looking for it, she showed she showed him to me, and I. So I would like to be the appraiser, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna keep put a picture of Wendell. <laughs> when I release this episode, I'll, I'll I'll attach a picture of Wendell because this man, I know what voice this man has, mm-hmm. and I'm freaking <laughs> gonna give it to him. Who would like to be the guest? <laughs> I'll be the guest. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're you as the appraisal, Wendell Garrett, uh, and I as the guest. Let's go. <clears throat> It came into our family in the late 20s with my grandfather, and it was passed on through the family. It was actually a wedding gift to my husband and I some 30 years ago. Um, So it's been with us for a while. It's part of our family. I just love it. It's been in the family about three generations. (laughs) Basically, yes. And here's here's some water, sir. (laughs) Okay. And you know something about the maker in the day. 
I did find the maker. I believe it's over there. Oh, that's right. It's John Seltzer. John Seltzer and dated 1794. 1794. Oh, that's correct. John Seltzer was born in the 1760s and died in the 1820s. So this is a piece made by him in Lancaster County, probably midstream in his life. That is, he was a mature cabinet maker at this time. One of the things that's interesting about these blanket chests is that they were given to a young bride essentially for the storage of textiles. <laughs> and in that era before the Industrial Revolution, textiles could be important, the most expensive important part of an estate inventory. Hence, they were a treasury object. <laughs> this example is interesting. And it has the stylized dirt and flowers on it. And this painting decoration is very distinctive to the parts of Germany from which the people were coming. Let's open up the chest and look inside. Certainly this is what you'd call a till. And can you lift that till panel? Yes. <laughs> There's a secret little compartment under here. Probably for jewelry. Possibly coins. But the till was where a woman would store her valuables often. Okay. <laughs> this is so long. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and you notice that the boards are solid. It said something about the abundance of white pine here in Pennsylvania. White pine. Often we find <laughs> these are made out of tulip poplar. It has its original hardware. Its original paint. It's not been touched. I've talked with my colleagues about it. We think at auction it. We, we think... Auction estimate on this piece would be about $10,000 to $15,000. Okay. <laughs> now, if these were styles and rails with fielded panels, it would be much more valuable if it had unicorns in the panels. Drawers underneath. If the condition was a little better, it would be about ten times as much. Oh, okay. These have gone for $100,000 to $200,000. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that yeah, was the appropriate response, Matt. <laughs> so now, I Sean. was correct, right? Is that how this works? No. Uh, yeah, exactly. This isn't, yeah, exactly this isn't right. golf rules. I also did not think that Wendell would have so many lines, and I'm like, let's say it, when if it, if you knew beforehand that 95 percent of that script was Wendell, would you have committed to that voice <laughs> as stringently would, as you did? I truly would not have. Uh, <laughs> I As I scroll down and saw that like eight line paragraph in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, this is it. Show's over. Yeah, I just thought it was an excited old dude. And I'm like, I get to say like three things in this weird, weird voice and then I'll move on. But nope, I really had to commit to that bit. Uh, well, and I'm, you, I'm sorry for everything. You're going to buy into it if you're going to do it. <laughs> you do. I'll tell you what, it was a well-earned victory because uh, you, Sean, uh, were the closest at $5,000. Uh, I, I got bug-eyed when he said these have gone for one hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in the past. If uh, they have unicorns, though. If they had unicorns, Only that's the unicorns. that's the key factor. Or like uh, So, mm -hmm. congrats to Wendell for truly an exciting afternoon. Uh, <laughs> that was mildly terrifying. <laughs> what is I'm our sorry. next question, Sean? How often do you curse? All and the time. what's your go-to string of curse words? Fucking twat waffle. Mm. Ooh. That's a although, good although I've been working douche nozzle in pretty regularly too. Douche nozzle? Yeah. Uh hmm. It, I, it it depends on what I'm cursing at. 
But if I'm just cursing in general, it it's God fucking damn it. Mm. Mm. But if I'm cursing at someone, like if I'm driving and they cut me off or whatever, I will call them a dick fuck. Mm. <laughs> and so th- those are like probably my most two used strings. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, mm-hmm. I curse all the time. I'll get into modes. Like what? Like I won't go. For, I'll go hours and hours. You know, most of the day without it. And then once I do, like I curse once. It like I'm in the zone at that point. <laughs> like uh, so, I, I get ready for it. it. You know, once I once I say one fuck, like that's you know the next three <laughs> hours are pretty much like fuck fuckity fuck. Um, I would say I'm a very self deprecating cursor, so my most common one is probably fuck me. Uh, <laughs> like usually, you know, like drop a glass, fuck me. Uh, you know, forgot something upstairs that I meant to bring down with me, you know, something like that. Fuck me. So usually I would say I'm like a moderate cursor, but I, there's a, there's big ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, really yeah. self-deprecating or is that more just like, yeah, come fuck me. So like self-rewarding. <laughs> I did this bad thing. Just give it to me. I want it. <laughs> I deserve pleasure because I once again ran the dishwasher without soap in it or something like that. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? How often do you curse? Uh, so not as much as I used to. Uh, it's it's gone down. You know, you just with kids, you get. I've noticed that when I'm upset about something not not real, like if I'm if it's something of no consequence, like if I stub my toe or something like that, I won't curse. And those moments, I'll say something like fudge or damn. Mm. But if it's something I'm passionate about, I'm more likely to curse about it. Hmm. Like if, so, if I'm like really pissed about something, usually like on Facebook and I'm like, can you fucking believe like, that's when I will, that's when I'll curse. And yeah. that's when I have to be like, sorry, Jake, yeah. you're must or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, generally, so I curse less than I used to. I still do it a lot. And also when I'm drinking, I tend to curse a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, so yeah. on, on, on the note of Sean with, with saying fudge, or dang, what do you guys say to censor yourselves? Because I say feck, F-E-C-K, feck. instead of fuck. Oh, I, can't, I can't get that close. Like, that's like <laughs> Icarus flying close to the sun. If I have like a four-letter <laughs> word that starts with F, like, it's it's not coming out. Like, oh, fuck, or something like that. Like, no, nah, it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, feck it. Feck. Um, uh, gosh, diddly darn it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'll blow a raspberry sometimes. But... Yeah. Okay. That's a good mm. one. I'm not good at censoring myself. Even when I was a CIT or a camp counselor, I was mm-hmm. terrible at it. Mm-hmm. So, on- honestly, I have to catch myself before I start doing it, or I'm just going to say the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, oh, small child. <laughs> Gosh yeah. darn it. it yeah, was- as you're an adult, you realize that there's like a happy medium between like, when you're young, like cursing is like cruise control for cool. Uh, so, like, oh yeah, yeah, I swear all the time, and it's great. And but then there's like a period where you're like, oh well, the mature thing to do is to never curse. As an adult, you realize there's a happy medium where it's like, yes, it is completely appropriate to curse in scenarios where you read something like devastatingly like stupid that is going on in the world or or, or terrible. Like, there's an appropriate time to curse and a funny time to curse, and then there's other times where it's like, okay, this is not worth it right now. Mm-hmm. yeah so mm. yeah you have to i think you have to kind of you have to walk that line because if you curse all the time then it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. and if you curse 
like yeah you have to i think too much there is like you if everything is that intense then nothing is that intense you have to like reserve it sometimes right yeah and i'm sure as as you indicated sean i'm sure once you have uh little ones in the house you know that 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 tends to temper your use of of those words because it forces you to get more creative exactly Instead of saying shit, you go, oh, shish kebab. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, shoot is a big one for me, too. Shoot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, shoot makes a big comeback uh, right around our age. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't go with sugar. I can't deal with that. That I no. think that's that's some freaking nonsense, and you can get out of here with it. But shoot, yeah. I can deal. I, uh, I uh, noticed when, Jake when Somebody says sugar honey iced tea. Sugar honey iced tea. What a... Oh my god! It's sugar just, honey iced tea. I'll, I'll still You're just you being up. a fucking tool at that point. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. It's instead of saying shit, you you say sugar honey iced tea because it's S H I T. It's like kind of like Dixie Crat Southern nonsense. Is that like is that or okay, it's mom. like see you next Tuesday? Um, yeah, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed Jake start. He's starting to like test the waters a little bit. Like we've been pretty. It's it is wild to me that I've never heard him actually curse. Because we've been pretty, like, pretty much, like, you can hear whatever you want, like, when he's listening to music and stuff, like, you can, if there's cursing in it, that's okay, but know that these are words that have meaning, and so don't use them unless you're in it, you're like, you only adults should use them because they know the mean, like, the power of them, mm-hmm. and he has not, but I have been hearing him be like, holy frick, up in his room, and I, th- except <laughs> it's more like, holy frick, now, because he's gone through puberty. Oh, it's that time. Yeah, is, but is he's it more uh, like... Holy frick! <laughs> it was for a little bit. But now, now he's kind of got a, got a hold of it down here. I was, I was a say, deeper he, voice than I do. He has a, he has a very very uh, remarkable amount of restraint when it comes to those words, considering he spends a lot of time hanging out with us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, truly, I, he does. He's yeah. he's had he's watched most... football with us a lot. Like he's watched <laughs> football with me a lot, and somehow he's still like got it locked down as far as yeah. behavior is concerned. He's had the most mature response to it of a child ever that i've ever met and mm-hmm. there's definitely been a party that you guys have thrown in and i've definitely dropped an f-bomb and then immediately like my be jake and he's just like dude it's just a word i don't care and <laughs> yeah. that was like three years ago so. <laughs> yeah well that's i think i think for us our parents were always really militant about it and we've kind of we adopted the like listen don't say it but they're just words and i got ripped a new a-hole for saying hell that's not even yeah. a curse mm-hmm. word yeah, exactly. You what got the hell yeah, yeah. just happened? I'm just mm-hmm. repeating what you said. The yeah. edges have softened a little bit on that too. Like, yeah, like like sucks was a terrible word up until I was about the age of twelve uh, yeah. in my household, and nowadays it's like in like that adventure time. Yeah, I I remember I wasn't allowed to say shut up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my mom yeah, was big on that idiot. One. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not to call people dumb, not allowed to call people idiots. Oh, we did yeah. that all the time, but we weren't allowed to say shut up. <laughs> no, but, but she'd walk in and be like, see the sock on the floor that you left on the floor? Yeah, this is just saying fuck you, mom. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Jumped it up a notch. Uh, Sean, what is our next question? Our next question is, what kind of case do you have for your phone and why did you choose it? Uh, and I don't know what kind of case I have. But I chose it because it was right next to my phone. And the guy who sold me my phone was like, you should probably have a case. And here is one that's fairly cheap. And it's mm. lasted this whole time. And it's done a okay job. Uh, so I don't know. I used to have an otter box or whatever. And that yeah. thing was a fucking brick. Uh, yeah. But now a little bit less. Yeah, the otter box is a freight train. It's so good. Depending on which one you get. Like, the Defender is a fucking monster, but the the commuter is just kind of like, meh, I exist. 
Yeah. 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 I I have a I think it's called like a slipcase. It's it just really covers at the back because with the way they make phones nowadays and how relatively indestructible they are and waterproof they are, you don't need all that you don't need an OtterBox anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless you're getting an iPhone at least because iPhones they just break if you put a pin Look on at them. Yeah. I looked at the screen. How dare you? Uh, no, so so I I had a like a, it was like a Spigen like like whatever ten dollar case you get from Amazon that was like pretty highly rated. I had that on there for a while, and then I dropped mine in the sink about three months ago. Took off the case to let it dry out and like just let it you know yeah it, let everything you know heal up basically. And I just never put it back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gone without a case for the last like three and a half months, and it's fine. I I'm not I don't publicize that because I, you're I feel a monster. Like yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. Well, no. So as soon as you <laughs> say it's fine, you're gonna destroy it. Yeah, it's over. Like I just like inadvertently use it as a discus or something. But also, <laughs> I think like the people who don't put uh, cases on their cell phone are like this generation's like I don't have a TV uh, type of person. <laughs> where it's like it's, they're so proud of it. Like uh, we we all know people who are like oh, I don't have a cell. Phone. It's a waste of time and money to have a cell a case on your cell phone. Where it's just like, listen, man, it's a ten dollar insurance policy. Like, just <laughs> just it's fine. Like congratulations, you saved ten dollars. Like you know, go ahead and buy like your General So's chicken combo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you re- you really are outsmarting the economy. Like <laughs> sesame chicken. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, <laughs> much more boring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a much more milk toast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a buddy like that where like if we ever get into the conversation of like you don't have a cell phone case because he he flaunts it like i don't use one i don't use one and so like like i just did a video i'm like you're a monster what are you gonna do because there's a college humor skit about not having a case on your <laughs> cell phone oh yeah that i'm quoting mm-hmm. and he's like you don't need it they're indestructible and blah 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 and it's a waste of money i'm like just watch college humor and you'll get it like <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it's yeah. With my last phone, I did the same thing as Matt. I like I I had a half decent like ten dollar case for it. It was my Google Pixel, the two XL, and then I like took the case off to clean it because it was just getting fucking grody. And then I just never put the case back on, and it was fine until I went snorkeling in a Mexican ocean for forty five minutes, and it did not survive. But the case <laughs> wouldn't have helped. As a fair, <laughs> the case isn't doing yeah. much no. at that point. Uh, and the case I have on my Galaxy now is it's it's a uh, mouse M O U S. And I, I wanted something that I could, like, use for a magnetic holder that I already had in my car without, like, if I wanted to wirelessly charge it, like, the magnets weren't strong enough to, like, fuck with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't work with my mount, and honestly, I just don't care. Uh, but it's, it's just cool. It's got, like, a little carbon fiber pattern on the back. But I, because Martha and I were getting new phones at the same time, I spent like three days just looking at a million cases for both models of phone, and was like, I don't know what anything is anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, Tim, now, Tim, real quick, you mentioned the the, the last uh, your last phone met an untimely end as a result of walking into the the you know, floating within the ocean while you're snorkeling, snorkeling, snorkeling. for forty five minutes. For forty five minutes. Now we've recorded thirty one episodes of Rose. Uh, is that more or less than the number of times you've destroyed a phone by bringing it into the ocean? <laughs> uh, listen, this is not the I've first only... time you've told me that's that same story. 
<laughs> the other one didn't last as long, and I wasn't snorkeling. You brought it into the ocean at Sea Isle, and we were all together. <laughs> and but it, that was... it's almost the exact same premise. Is it Sea Isle, I like took my phone out of my pocket <laughs> to leave it there on the counter, and then somebody asked me to look up something, and I looked it up, and then I put it in my pocket and forgot, because I had yeah. gone out of my way to take it out of my pocket, and then somebody did something to make me just like autopilot. The ocean is not your friend. And then as we're fucking around in the ocean, something hits my leg. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then I hit my leg. I'm like, oh, that's my phone. That's probably fucked. Didn't you also have like your 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 credit card and and stuff like that in your in your pocket as well? And they were fine. Mm. The, the I mean, I'm, I'm not worried about the cards or anything like that getting fucked up by seawater in, unless I'm like mm-hmm. grinding into the mag stripe <laughs> with it. It's, it literally will do nothing. No, it's it won't do anything, at least not compared to the time that you scored a touchdown or a flag football game and spiked your cell phone instead of the football. <laughs> I don't remember it, but it seems like me. It was the worst seems turkey legit. bowl ever. <laughs> worst turkey bowl ever. Uh, Sean, how many questions do we have left? We have two questions left. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. So the penultimate question for this session. I'm going to start ringing the bell for penultimate, by the way. You should. Thank you. Uh, for this round of questions. Uh, uh, submitted by Brian Everett. A political question. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Legitimately. <laughs> Legitimately, because usually, I, honestly, that's another thing that would be like, you know, this is a serious question and it's something yeah. shitty. But this so is we've legit. gotten off scot-free yes. uh, for the most part this episode. <laughs> I already asked a similar question this year, but I feel like so much dramatically changes in one month anymore. Uh, In this world, following George Floyd's murder, following coronavirus spiking in June, following the PA primary, following the leaks of John Bolton's book, following two giant Supreme Court rulings, what are your honest thoughts about the likelihood of Donald Trump getting reelected? 50-50. That's kind of where I'm leaning. It, like Biden, he is a legitimate piece of garbage and has the worst PR. But the part of his base, the, the a significant portion of his base gives zero fucks, and they will buy whatever tripe and whatever garbage he sells, even if like you're just like this is clearly a lie. It's like, nope, he told me it was true, so it's gotta be true. Um, or he was he was kidding. It was he was just kidding. Was, yeah, that's like, not what he meant. And then somebody else says something, and it's like, well, he said this. He well, well, he said that. Well, that's not what he meant. He meant this, but that's not what he said. And it's just you, you literally can't convince them because it's yeah. com- it's more or less confirmation bias. I want to say, Tim, your your Boston accent is really sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spitting out random whatever the fuck it turns into. Uh, and honestly, I did not vote for Joe Biden and. Literally, you couldn't have picked a worse. I, I don't think you could have picked a worse candidate because whereas his base will be like, literally, they don't care. Any of the potential voters for Joe Biden, it's just like tear his record apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is Demo- he is Democrat more or less in name and like a couple things he's done. But everything that is in the news that we are pissed about, it's like... Joe Biden voted for that. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden helped write that law. Joe Biden was in on this. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, and, yeah. and it's just like, oh, you're concerned that uh, Trump might be a racist? You might want to look at Joe Biden. Or not <laughs> not a racist. Yeah, racist yeah. or rapist. Either of those two words. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, you might want to look at Joe Biden. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's, 
that's that's the rough thing about this election this year is it's going to be like it 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 is coming down to we just don't want Trump. And how do you think Biden is going to feel about that fact that it's like, oh, you're only getting in because everyone's like, fuck Trump. He's not going to fucking care. He's going yeah, like, to I matter. did this all yeah. on my and, own. Like, And, and I feel I'm like it's going to make his presidency a little bit less legitimate, if you get what I'm saying. like, It's, it's just going to be milk toast. It's going to be a milk toast presidency that yeah. everyone's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, right. it's it's normal in the sense that like okay, it'll be normal the way it was like five months ago, which is not necessarily good because there's a lot of things that could change. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it as okay, in a vacuum, Joe Biden is not a great presidential candidate for a variety of reasons uh, that that Tim mentioned, um, or you can look at it as okay, how does he f- square up against Trump? And I genuinely think that the fact that Biden has basically, you know, stepped back and done. Very little as far as public statements, except for giving like sort of like nominal public statements. He gave a statement on George Floyd. He, he mm-hmm. made a video for his, his memorial service and everything. The fact that Joe Biden is basically um, it's the like um, it's uh, I'll put it this way. If you're playing like a bad basketball team where there's like this, this let's say you play a basketball team. You got this point guard that's just like throwing the ball around, turns the ball over a ton, makes a shit ton of mistakes, is generally irresponsible. The best thing you can do as a as an opposing basketball team is sort of just sit back and let that guy fuck up and <laughs> hand you the basketball. Yeah. Joe Biden is letting Donald Trump hand him the basketball. Uh, like Donald Trump, basically just saying like, hey, man, I'm not touching this. You do you. And Trump is going out there and even like, listen, like, listen, right now, polls are polls like polls in June don't mean shit, as we found out in the last election. But Biden's up by 13 points in large part because Biden is basically just given like as you said, Tim, very down the middle, you know, you know, ham and potatoes kind of statements while Trump has gone out there and and he's in charge of the country right now. And he's genuinely doing a bad job by every conceivable metric. And even even people who like Trump, who will find a way to vote for him in November um, are going to be. Listen, you can't you can't hang your hat on the economy because the economy is bad. You can't hang your hat on public health because that's bad. You can't hang your health on hang your hat on law and order because there's no quote-unquote law and order if you look at it that way right now but he could like our economy could be in the garbage and he could literally just say listen Mm -hmm. the economy's booming it hasn't been this great since like ever and his base will buy it oh yeah Yeah. and that's why i'm giving him the 50 50 bet that you are because like i've always said this there's there's five months between now and the election or less than five months between now and the election you know i mean you can have like an immigrant get pulled over for speeding at some point. You'd be like, this is why we need me here to kick out all the immigrants, you know, between now and, and November. There's, there's some form of red meat that he's going to be able to give his supporters between now and November that will make it a closer race than like whatever. Like, I think it was like a 13 point lead that Biden has right now. Red meat. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, something's going to happen. I think it is a 50 50 split, but I, I do think that Biden is doing really about as well as you can in campaigning by basically like making basically forcing Trump to make a whole ton of mistakes. If you're looking at it from a horse race perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, so any other thoughts on Trump's chances of getting elected in November or getting re- after the show? Yeah. The, uh, so by the, the democratic party, the establishment has this real problem with, Finding the most milk toast person 
and throwing all of their weight behind him or her because they're like, this is the person that will offend the least amount of people and far left liberals will have to grin, like basically grin and bear it. Be like, listen, he doesn't line up with what I want, but it's better than Trump. And I think that's every time Democrats have lost, that's been why. Like Obama was the only charismatic, legitimately kind of, you know, liberal candidate that we've had in a long time. Like that was, and that's just not what they're putting forth. They're not, nobody's excited about voting for Joe Biden. They're just trying not to have Trump again. And there's so much, so many other things going on. I don't know. I don't, I think it's, I would hope it, like you look at everything that's going on, you're like, there's no way he can win. But it it just seems so likely that he's just going to skate by and uh, it's going to be a bummer. And you're going to have a president who has, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives. When you say he's going to skate by, you're going to say Biden? No, Trump. Trump's going to skate by. And it's it's a bummer. And also, I think one of the real main problems that we're going to run into is Trump is already sowing the seeds of delegitimizing any election in which the majority of the votes aren't cast in person. And that's ridiculous when there's a fucking pandemic that isn't going to get any better by November because we're not making any moves to make it better. And, you know, and the people who aren't afraid to go, I mean, not that people are afraid to go to the polls, but the people who are going to risk themselves to go vote in person when voting stations are being closed down left and right because there's a fucking pandemic are Trump's base. You know, you have, you have legitimate reason not to go out if they're, because in uh, whatever fucking Georgia, they shut down a majority of their polling stations. They went from like a couple hundred to like twenty or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think so it was. Had, I think it was one per county. Yeah, it's like wild. That. It was you had hundreds of people in lines for hours and hours because they that was the only thing that they could because they had to be if you they wanted to have their voice heard they had to be in line for hours because because of this pandemic and you know it's the but the people who are most likely to go out and vote are the Trump people because it's young people have been just consistently let down by the democratic establishment every single at every single turn, you know, you have people who, you know, even in Philly, you have the idea that like it's floated. We should maybe defund the police and put that money somewhere else. And they just like completely throw them, like throw them under the bus. So it's just when you're let down, over and over again, I, I, I can't, I don't agree with the choice not to vote for Biden, but I understand where it comes from. Like, I can't really fault them for doing that. I think that's a really important factor. And even after the last election, a lot of people are like, why the fuck did you vote third party? And it's like, listen, fuck you. Like, yeah, you, you, we, we, we told you what we wanted. We had legitimate arguments and you still picked Hillary Clinton which you can make your arguments for and against uh mm-hmm. fuck no um mm-hmm. that that that's it and everyone's going to be like but we need a woman and it's like that's fine i have no problem with what her gender is but not hillary clinton that mm-hmm. that's it yeah and and, um, and especially that that's a that's not the the only reason but it certainly plays into why trump got elected the last time like i voted third party in the last election in large part and i know and and i know several people who voted for Trump, who are generally, you know, center left leaning or left leaning people who who did not vote for Hillary, did not vote or even voted for Donald Trump in blue states, uh, but voted mm-hmm. for Donald Trump because they were just like, yo, man, the Democratic Party does not deserve my does not deserve mm-hmm. my vote just by virtue of not being Donald Trump. 
you know, they can go to hell for that. And that I know that's that's sort of an archetype, and that and people look at that and and try to dismiss that story, like, oh, well, that you know, that's that's just a you know a cliche, or or that doesn't actually happen. It genuinely does happen. And 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 to dismiss. And to dismiss that as, you know, just a couple of people are doing that and that's not really the problem. and It's significant. It's a significant problem. Like the, the primary yeah. problem is that there are, you know, that one out of every four people in the United States thinks that Donald Trump is, is adequate for the job, which is what happened in the last election. That that in itself is a failure of, of our nation as a whole. But it is and also – education system. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They don't know how to do math and they don't know how to, to pick a, an elected leader. Yeah. Uh, but it is not the only thing that played into it. It is also the fact that they picked a very center of the, the road kind of candidate for the Democratic Party. Like, listen, yeah. man, uh, Bernie Sanders is still not my ideal presidential candidate for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, it's he's still got more interesting ideas and I've still got more ideas that I'm but I'm intrigued in by Bernie Sanders than Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. I'm still more intrigued by Bernie, what Bernie Sanders brings to the table uh, or even what Elizabeth Warren brings to the table. Uh, than like Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever you know yeah. the center left people that they're they're throwing out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and not not to make it like too hyper political, this political question, but like this is basically like when the riots were happening, it's the same thing. It's like if you've been consistently unheard, this voting for Trump, even though you're a liberal, that's what happens. You go, okay, the establishment has fucked me so many times. What am mm-hmm. I going to do except lash out? Like, be like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happens. You get you get Joe Biden's, you get John Kerry's, you get Hillary Clinton's, <laughs> and like, that's, it's, you keep getting these fucking people with no No ideas. But, people who will do yeah. whatever makes them politically succeed. That, yeah, that's what the, that's it's there's there the are three wings yeah there mm-hmm. are three real camps right now it's you know trump republicans moderates and then liberals like actual real like left-leaning liberals and the democratic party is only trying to get these moderates which is really the smallest population right now you have extreme right extreme left and a very small middle population and i don't know it's it's it sucks I think it's way more likely than I would like to. In, with everything that he's done, it's so like it's very likely that he will get reelected, and hopefully, you know, we can do something in the Senate and the House to kind of curtail his, at this point, mm. legitimately <laughs> fucking murderous, yeah, uh, tenure in the White House. They're, they they think that they're going to be able to knock McConnell out in Kentucky. They've got a couple of contenders down there. Uh, they they think they're going to be able to knock Mitch McConnell out of the Senate, which would be a insane so awesome richie what do you think about this question i i i i've basically agreed with all of you guys that it's just like i don't i don't want him to win uh for the primary i sent in my ballot because jersey everyone gets a mail-in ballot i Mm -hmm. put my i i filled out for bernie i i know he's not going to win but i still want my vote to count in the primary for bernie um I, I I am more leaning towards. It seems like, and it it, the, it looks more to me. It's fifty one forty nine. Uh, uh, Trump, oh, Trump to Trump. Biden. Okay, yeah. In Jersey, like, well, no, like overall. Period. Oh. period. Like I I I think it's a fifty one percent chance that Trump's going to win and a forty nine percent chance Biden. Oh, like, okay. I I don't think it's exactly even. I think Trump is going to just have that little bit of an edge. More mm-hmm. likely at the moment, 
mm-hmm. he he keeps saying some stupid shit like uh, if we stop testing, we're not going to have positive cases for the coronavirus. But his his fan base is is liking that for yeah. some because they're uneducated. Because they're like, yeah, we would have less if we stopped yeah. testing. It's like, no, you fucking okay. And, and, and like, this is probably like, going to be the darkest take I will I've had in a while. But I hope they die. And then have, we will have less of a base, and, and we'll have better. Else. We so we've we've talked about that before, and like that's a real that's something I have to reckon with a lot is that feeling. Like, man, I can't wait till all these fucking idiots die. And but I'm like, the and it's, it's is, a, what's the collateral damage? Who is affected? That yeah. Well, I mean, and, and but even so beyond that, that's yeah, that's a shitty thing to think, and I don't like that. That's yeah. a part of my brain, but like. I feel that way. Like, I wish I didn't have to deal with that. Like, it's, it's the just... utilitarian part of your brain. It's just like, yeah. yes, obviously, like, there's nuances to everything. Like, every insane shithead who's at these Trump rallies going like, yeah, we shouldn't test people. Or, like, the guys who cheered when uh, that one, I think it was Arizona or, or California congressman, the Republican, who was like, I who co-opted the I can't breathe oh, thing because God. he's wearing the mask. Like, there's somebody cheering for that guy. And, like, yes, that person has a family or kids or what have you. <laughs> Yes, obviously that happens, but I don't think. Listen, this will also sound shitty. You don't get a get out of jail free card because you had sex. Like you don't get <laughs> to be a shithead all the time because you decided to have kids. I would feel awful for your kids that they had you as a parent. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's that's the way it is. Like you look at it from a utilitarian perspective. And also from an, a human empathetic perspective, like I, I don't wish death upon these people. I wish that they had a lightning bolt, you know, hit him in the skull uh, that, that, mm-hmm. that knocks some common sense. Out. Yeah, I've 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 said in the past that I never wish harm or death on someone. I wish minor inconveniences with these people. I wish major inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get flats in all four tires. Exactly. <laughs> A one a one hour delay on the bridge instead of fifteen minutes. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts, or shall we move on to our last we question? We can move let's, on to last. This let's is move that, on. that specific question has been bumming me out a lot recently. Like I'm just it's it's so hard to go through you know Facebook and all that stuff and know that it's worse off of those platforms where people don't where you're not being like constantly monitored. I, I yeah, will so. say I had a great conversation with my mom about this uh, on the phone. At this point, it's been a month, so it's probably even more so. Is that previous election? She was she was very pro Trump. I was not, and I guess there was a miscommunication there. And now, and she's now you flip flopped. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> and now she's she's legitimately confused, and she's like, "But they're both the same." And I was like, "I know." <laughs> it's, yeah, but, they're the same, but one of them's done something akin to the job. Correct. Before. So. It, <laughs> It, it, but but it was more or less like, what do I listen to? And it's like, cool, that's that's what we should have been asking yeah. last election. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love that this is like, because of all this bullshit, you're getting to a better place for conversation. And I think yeah. I just thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it is it is nice. I did have a nice conversation. My So Alice's birthday was this last weekend. And so we, yeah, um, yeah she's one. She can almost walk. What a fucking mm. trip. What a fucking trip. She's an adorable but, little status uh, sports statistician. <laughs> <laughs> Still kids. Uh, but she, but we had on uh, Saturday and Sunday, we had my family over on Saturday, Mary's family over on Sunday. We wore masks, we're distant or whatever. And, uh, but I had a really good conversation with my mom about, because 
when we had recorded the last session, I had just had a fight with my aunt, with my aunt and my cousin about police brutality, and we got my mom and I. Mom didn't like how I handled it because I tweeted some pretty sassy shit, uh, and um, and I was like, well. The problem is, because she was like, well, you know, people have different opinions. And I was like, that's true. But if you're, you can't, the difference of opinion can't be that police brutality exists. Because then we can't have an argument. Like, you can you can disagree about how we need to address the problem. But if you're going to ignore that the problem exists, then that's, that's a non-starter for me. And so it's not a difference of opinion. You're discounting people's lives. You're and just ignoring reality. Exactly. Like, it, it's the same thing with climate change. It's a... Uh, it's there's the same thing with the coronavirus. You can argue about what we should do, but if you're arguing that there isn't a problem at all, you're wrong, and we can't have we can't. That's not that's a non-starter. We can't debate that because it's it's yes, it exists. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do about it? And I think that's one of the nice things about how shitty everything is is that it's getting a lot of people to that point where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you can't ignore that there's a problem. So now we can actually have a debate about how we fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I mean, there's a reason Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was like it was anathema for for a major company or or something like that to mention the Black Lives Matter movement five six years ago, and now in the you know days after George Floyd was killed, uh, it's every single Twitter account, company, what have you, public figure is going hashtag mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter hashtag. Listen, there's you know that doesn't solve the problem, but it, it's a remarkable how quickly things mm-hmm. escalate when yeah. when you're you you can't ignore that the, the the issues are at your front door on a daily basis yep right. what do we uh what do we got to wrap this one up Sean? the final question what uh submitted by john tersich what is the best kind of bending from the avatar slash cora universe and and so i'm gonna my drink you guys <laughs> truthfully John's John's question, I know for a fact, was actually, or would have been, what kind of bending from the Avatar universe is best, and why is it Earthbending? Uh, ah. Because I he asked that question recently, and I agree with him. Earthbending is the best. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Lava bending. Mm-hmm. Is, I will is pull la- the hot magma out from the core here <laughs> and just go fuck you. It's like Earthbending with more fiery passion <laughs> i i haven't seen cora i recently saw all of avatar uh or of of the last airbender is lava bending a thing in cora yeah yeah okay and i'm assuming it is a new form of i think it's fire bending. fire bending i think is it? It, it depends who you ask some yeah i also haven't seen cora but like i've talked to multiple people about it and like oh it's this oh it's this and then technically um roku does it in like one of the flashbacks yeah and mm-hmm. like also when he meets ang or like they first talk he technically is doing lava bending so it's just kind of like is it only an avatar thing but i guess there's somebody yeah. who's not an avatar who does it who is an earthbender so i think it's still technically earthbending <laughs> yeah I, I feel like earthbending makes sense for that and i agree earthbending is the best because like earth is in everything the reason they have metal bending is because it's earthbenders Earth is in magma. Earth is like yeah. Earth is it, it makes one. sense. It's it is it is earth bending. Uh, water bending's cool, but the fact that you can only do blood bending when it's a full moon, you know, except that kind of for sucks. that one guy. Yeah. So in the luddite here. Seen. When you say bending, is it literally just manipulating that element? Yeah. Yes. Like if you're a water bender, you're basically 
manipulator quote, unquote, of water Aquaman. And like forms. you fling water everywhere. Aqua yeah. boy. We already had that yeah, yeah, big yeah. debate. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm following now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, which element would you want to control, Matt? Earth, fire, wind, or water? Hot. I, water. <laughs> Heart. I am Captain Planet. Earth, Fuck wind, you. and fire. Hot and all. Hot and all. Um, I don't know. Um, water would be cool, I guess. Um, yeah. That's a good oh, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Water, water is cool because you can like freeze it and turn it to ice and shit too. So it, it is really. Cool. I feel like Matt would be an Airbender though. He's just goofy, funny. <laughs> Are there personality I, traits that go with these these kinda. different Bender types? Uh, yeah. So the kind Earth, of. the Earth, Earth people are very stubborn, like the rocks. Water uh, people okay. are very fluid, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, it's fluid, it's... emotive, and like uh, quick, empath- empathetic, and quick. Yeah. Because, like, in order to key into doing the bending, you actually have to have a control of your emotions, and the uh, how you're, raised... you're fire, and then it's just like let your yeah. emotions go well, to fuck. Well, fire just... is ah. anger, and it's uh, like firebenders are from one specific area. When uh, airbenders are uh, nomads and they travel, uh, waterbenders are from the North and South Pole, and then earthbenders are just from all from like the biggest continent and they're just always stoic so Mm -hmm. yeah but if uh, if you're an airbender can you fly yes yes kind of there's only you can there's only a couple who can legitimately canonically fly everyone else glides yeah like you have a you have a glider separate apparatus yeah you have you have a glider that you control the air underneath it and you can basically fly but it's gliding you also I've get just too far into all of this. You also get a uh, bison that you can yes. ride on that flies. An air bison that Which flies. Is yes, baller as fuck. Strikes me as a, maybe something that should belong to the Earth Airbender, but listen, I don't make the rules. I'm <laughs> just going with what you guys tell me. Give the, me the my ep- badger mole. <laughs> the episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender when Appa is missing are some of the saddest episodes. Appa's oh, the best character. Fuck, heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's been said a million times, you should watch the original Avatar. Korra's okay, it's pretty good, uh, there's some pretty dope bisexual representation, but other than that, it's fine. The original Avatar is one of the, and this sounds like hyperbole, but legitimately one of the best pieces of storytelling on TV that has existed. Easily. Yeah. Is um, there, uh, is it on a particular streaming platform? It's on Netflix right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender is on Netflix. Legend of Korra is not. Yeah. It's on CBS All Access, or you can buy it on Amazon Prime yeah. by season. I would, I would, however, note that if you're going to watch it now as an adult, you really have to stick out the first season. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. after the first season is when the character it arcs becomes really start. legitimate mm-hmm. and like yeah. more, mm-hmm. less kiddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's still kid elements to it, clearly, but... There's there's way fewer filler episodes in the season two and three than there are in season one. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. What a good fucking yep. show. Excellent, excellent. So that's it, Sean. We we've run through all the questions, correct? Donezo. We did it. We did. We did. We did it. Does anyone have a take they want to close on? Uh, I've got a take. I Fuck could pants. do a take, but we're we're running a little quick or we're running a little long in this one so right. uh, if your take is quick then... it's rel- it's relatively quick and it's it's very directed uh take so so we're okay. going to go to the to a quick episode of Kaz's corner this is uh not only a very uh directed take but it's also very uh 
uh, in-house kind of take. So uh, my take is, um, Sean, it's time to play your Madden game. Uh, Sean... Now, for those of you who listened to the show before, Sean is in a Madden league with me, uh, as well as a friend of the show, Joe Debus, and several others. Um, and since it's a time of day, it's almost <laughs> certainly time for Sean to play his team's game so the league can advance. I understand that life is full of priorities, despite you know, that needs sorting, and there's a list of things that you have to do before you can get to the things you want to do. Um, but despite this, it is imperative that you play your Madden game. <laughs> You may have just played your game in the last 24 hours. This is irrelevant. Uh, your wife, your children, your, your dogs, your job, and your various other adulthood tasks are of nominal importance in comparison to the need for you to smack the PlayStation controller out of Jake's hands, log into Madden, and take control of the virtual Cleveland Browns, which are the official virtual football team of the Brose podcast. Sean... You let your starting quarterback and your starting running back go during our virtual offseason. <laughs> and your new starting quarterback is an alleged human being by the name of Shea Patterson. Sh such tumult is a clear sign of a wayward ship in danger of running aground. The ship needs its captain, Sean. It's time to play your Madden game. <laughs> is there an autoplay feature? Like, autodraft is a we're good team, we're, but... We're, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. <laughs> So I'll, I'll get back to, to my point. Jesus H. Christ, Sean, I swear to God, Allah, Zeus, etc., etc. If you don't play your Madden game, somewhere between two and four members of the league will actually explode in real life. This week, I went three consecutive days without playing the game that you and I were scheduled to play. And I woke up in the middle of the night bleeding out of my ears. We had to play a whole, buy a whole new set of sheets. And it's all because of you, Sean, and your steadfast refusal to play your Madden game. Your decision to play or not play Madden has grave ramifications <laughs> well beyond the virtual gridiron. Play the game, save the world. It's a hero's reference, Sean. Remember that show? It was still on the air the last time you played your game. <laughs> Noam Chomsky once said that when it comes to EA Sports, it's in, if it's in the game, it's in the game. You know what's not in the game? You, Sean. You are not in the game. Take life seriously for once and eschew the mountain of responsibilities that face you as a husband, father, and contributing member of society and play your Madden game. Can I That's just my take. EA on fire? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, would, I would like to say, though, I did find out that I, did, I do have Lil Jordan Humphrey. As one, of my, Humphrey. as one of my wide receivers, which is pretty funny. But yeah. I, that is that Madden League. It's yeah. fucking always yelling at me. <laughs> Sean has gotten a, a ton Be of flack, Sean, for being like the last guy to play a game. There was a day. This is the, the greatest day in this league's history. <laughs> Joe and Sean played a game at like 10 o'clock at night. And by 8 a.m., people were yelling at Sean for not having played the next game on the schedule. <laughs> Like they they just didn't do the everybody played their game like immediately after Joe and Sean wrapped up their game, like everybody else in the league played and they're like, Well, we're all waiting on Sean. <laughs> it was like so we did. We finished hours. it like we finished at like ten. And yeah. then Jake had to go to bed, so I was like, Okay, I'll play my game tomorrow, I guess. And I wake up to people <laughs> adding me, being like, Sean, what are you doing? I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Looks What's like at Sean parentheses Browns is the only team left <laughs> that hasn't played yet. Do you not this have families? 
Do you yeah, all have au pairs? No, several of them do. <laughs> there, there were several people. We, we had our Madden draft uh, this past weekend, and we've had several in the past that have been interrupted by the other people's like screaming children uh, who are being ignored because they're playing <laughs> these games. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so by the way, Sean, you're, you're up, uh, in our man league, uh, almost certainly uh, it's the preseason. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said, I told Joe to just send me until the preseason. It's the preseason. So anyway, that, that's my very, uh, fiery take for the the week. So what I have to say to that is, uh, Sean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I have an idea. Play the game. I have an idea. You can play your game. (laughs) In the game. <laughs> All the fucking time. Sean, once you're done playing your Madden game, where can people find you on Twitter to hear how you did? Uh, they can find me at Hey It's SOB. Uh, Tim, what about you on Twitter? At Tim R. Hansen. And you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast, of course, can be followed at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Um, and if you have a question you'd like to email to the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. You can listen to our show anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among others. Um, special thanks as always to Shannon Vogel for designing our world famous logo. Uh, her work can be found at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. Huge thanks to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days? Come check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable where uh, we record each week, generally on Wednesdays, and talk about nerd stuff. Um, there. The only thing we'd probably be talking about right now is The Last of Us and my potential health crisis. So, uh, just check us out. No Phoenix Wright chatter? Uh, promoting the y- Phoenix Wright trilogy Objection. last night. Uh, Cobb, has already, Cobb has already talked about that uh, quite a bit, and I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to buy it, but it's all three Phoenix Wright games for $15. Dude, I uh, bought it when it was 30 It's well worth it. I yeah, yeah. I'll totally I, buy that for 15 They're good games. Yeah, it's, it's on Switch for 15 for all three games, so. Absolutely. If you like adventure games or like puzzle games, absolutely yeah. a great one. Um, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast. It's currently a periodic sports podcast with me and my buddy Eddie Provident, where we talk about sports primarily focused on Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Um, I say periodic because, again, there's still no sports right now. Uh, the NBA is doing its damnedest to try and get something started. Major League Baseball just announced that it was going to do a 60-game schedule this year. Don't know how that's going to work since COVID cases are spiking all around the country, but they're trying. So uh, Eddie and I will probably get back in the studio very shortly. But in the meantime, you can go back and listen to our last couple of episodes where we discuss our favorite players from every team in the four major North American sports uh, of all time. It was actually a lot of fun to do those episodes. So uh, go back and listen. All right, that's it. We did it, guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. For Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> oh my god, cannibal corpse cow right here. Uh, my name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Hey. Yeah, that's one. Wear your goddamn masks. I gotta pee. Oh, wear right. your freaking masks.